Venomous Duck Media presents Gareth and the Lost Island Episode 9 Mount Nexus Disclaimer This audio drama should be considered rated PG-13 for discussions of sexual hijinks, drinking, consuming questionable potions, brief moments of violence, crude language, and even cruder humour. Please use caution when listening in public, as this story may cause audible laughter. Venomous Duck Media is not liable for any strained abdominal muscles you may receive while listening, or the strange looks you might get from other commuters. If laughter persists for more than four hours, seek immediate medical attention. Come on, Gareth. Wake up, lad. Please. The last place a parent wants to see their child is in a sickbay, and you've been here over a week in a coma. At least you managed to translate that third tablet before you went off and played the hero. When you wake up, and I refuse to believe that you won't, you're gonna find we're well on our way to finding the next one. That's it, son. Come back to us. God, my mouth tastes horrible. Did I go and get far too drunk for my own good again? No, lad. What you're probably tasting was my last attempt at using an elixir to get you to wake up. That was two days ago. What's the last thing you remember? Henry and I were in the slaver camp and then... Oh, God. Buckets by the side of the bed. <laughs> Here's some water to rinse your mouth with. Thanks. From your reaction, I'll assume that you remember the fight at the slaver camp. Now before you start berating yourself for what happened back there, I would like to point out the men you killed were trying to sell young Tish into a children's brothel. As you well know, we dwarves have a soft spot for orphans. Personally, I think you let those arseholes off easy. Thanks for helping put things in the right perspective. Oh, wait. You said you gave me the elixir two days ago? How long have I been out? Eight days. And let me tell you that you had me completely stumped as to the cause. In medical school, we were taught about the healing comas wizards can slip into when they use up every last bit of their personal magic. You had all of the symptoms of being magically exhausted, but we both know you haven't even the smallest spark of magic in you. You can't exhaust something that you never had to begin with. Well, that's because I do have magic. Come again? Like I said, I do have magic. I can feel it replenishing as we speak. I checked you with the magic sensing crystal several times a day while you were unconscious. Just like when you were growing up, the crystal stayed clear showing that you have no magical energies. Nothing. Nada. Zip. On the other hand, you having magic would explain the coma and the whole flaming eyes thing. The, the what? Um, 
I think I'll let Henry explain that one to you. Any change in Gareth? Why don't you ask him yourself? Gareth! Ow! What was that for? Oh, you scared the hells out of me! I'm sorry you had to see what I did. <laughs> Not that, dummy! The stuff with the staff was awesome! You scared me when you wouldn't wake up. Izzy even tried to kiss you to get you to wake up. You know, like in the old stories where the princess finds the prince in a magical sleep. Lass, I think we should give Gareth a chance to freshen up and take care of some things. He hasn't used a loo in over a week. Now that you mention it. Tish, I could think of two other people who would really like to know Gareth is feeling better. Oh, you're right! Izzy and Mr. Fuzzybottom need to know. Well, Gareth, considering you just came out of a coma, you're remarkably healthy. I don't see any reason why you should have to stay in the sickbay. However, at the first sign of you being lightheaded, or purple flames spewing out of your eye sockets, I want you back in here. Like I said earlier, you'll have to talk with Henry about that. He was there and saw it firsthand. Izzy wasn't joking. She went and put up a plaque that reads, Garrett's Brooding Spot. She even attached a bench to the railing. I figured if you were going to keep coming up here, you might as well have this spot reserved. I know this is going to sound corny, but honestly, seeing you framed by the Twin Moons is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Come on, you haven't eaten in over a week. It must be starving. Henry prepared a late dinner for us. Did you guys remodel the glorious dawn while I was in a coma? I thought the galley was below deck. <laughs> I figured we'd reduce some privacy and had Henry help me set up a small table on deck. Trollness assured me that barring a third grade apocalypse, he won't bother us. The table looks great. Oh, here, let me pull out the chair for you. Why, thank you, Professor. My pleasure, my lady. Can I interest you in a drink of my finest? Why, yes. We would both like a glass of the house beverage. What's this? It's one of Henry's specialties. Sour fruit juice mixed with just a bit of sugar. It's my favorite drink outside of tea. That's really good. What do you two call it? Fruity Chimpus. But I'm sure we'll come up with a better name someday. <laughs> I'll get you back for that, don't you worry. Your dinners, sir, madam. You two really went all out. Henry even made my favorite dish. Fresh fish served over baked tubers. Just the thing for extended talk wrestling. Go on, get. Considering Henry just gave us both shave mint over ice, the perfect thing to freshen our breath, I'm pretty sure you don't need to translate that last bit for me.
I've always loved standing on the deck of an airship at night. It's like I'm floating among the stars. Gareth, what do you plan on doing after we find this lost island of yours? I know you want to prove the university was wrong about you, but what about after that? Do you plan on teaching at some other university? I really haven't thought about it. I do enjoy teaching, but I'm learning there's so much more out here to experience than what I can find in a classroom. Why do you ask? I've been thinking. It'd be really useful to have a linguist of your talents on board full-time. Negotiating with species in their own language would give us a leg up on our competition. (laughs) Besides, if you stay, there's a much better chance we'll get to keep our new doctor an unbelievable chef. Seriously, I'm afraid if Henry leaves, Pilot and Sheldon will go with him just so they don't have to go without his cooking. Are those the only reasons? Like I said before, Gareth, I fancy you. Truth is, I find myself spending all my free time thinking about you. When it comes to our relationship, I want to plot a course that will never end, steam full speed ahead, and boldly go where no one has gone before. I can get behind a journey like that. So, was that why you tried the sleeping handsome trick? Oh, gods. Tish told you? That little... 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 Sister? Yeah, little sister. Lizard Breath is going to have a field day with this. Oh, just so you know, it came down to either me or Henry, and I won the coin toss. Thank the universe. I really hate getting hair in my mouth. (laughs) Back to our earlier conversation. I don't think a handshake will be enough to seal this partnership. Any sign of trollness? Hold on. Yeah, I don't see the good doctor anywhere. Good. (laughs) Wow, that's a lot better when you're conscious. That sounded a lot better in my head. As a researcher, I think we should try several more times to validate your theory. No argument for me, Professor. Oh, hells no! Not on my airship! And where do you think you're going, Captain? Leave them be. They're both adults. She might be an adult, but she's still my little sister. Long-distance relationships never work. Trust me. I know. My relationship with Rachel was full of passion, but we still ended up drifting apart. Sounds like you might just be projecting that a wee bit. And I, she is your sister, but Gareth is my son. Over the years, he also became the best friend a dwarf could ever ask for. I know Gareth better than he knows himself. I've never seen him look at anybody like he looks at Izzy. You saw what he did when he thought her life was in danger. What's your point, Doctor? My point is, I think you should let this play out. You know, if they eventually end up getting married, that would make you and I family. Oh, gods, I need a drink. This is dumb! Why don't we just fly to Mount Nexus? 
Why are we stopping here? Magic runs across the surface of Hadronis along what we call ley lines. It's that magic which lets the glorious dawn fly. Mount Nexus sits right on top of where six different ley lines intersect. There's so much magic given off there, our magical batteries would explode, taking the whole ship with them. Oddly enough, the same thing happens to a wizard's head if they get within 50 miles of the mountain. I've seen some photographs taken of a wizard who thought that wrapping his head in very thin sheets of tin would block out the magic. Obviously it didn't work, and the results were not pretty. But what about Gareth? We don't think it will affect him since his magic seems to be something very different from the normal kind. Besides, he promised me that at the first sensation of his brains trying to squirt out his nose, we'll turn back. Oh God, it's happening already. Gareth! Just kidding. Ow! Jerk. The magic from what my people call the Mountain of Change affects more than just wizards or relationships. Every so often, storms roll off the mountain that can change the very fabric of reality in their path. Farms and villages can simply disappear to be replaced by a strange force in the blink of an eye. It is why my people do not use permanent names for things. Nothing is permanent in the shadow of the Mountain of Change. Captain of the Glorious Dawn, I request permission to take shore leave while you visit the Mountain of Change. I promise both my fathers and my mother I will visit the next time I was in town. Of course, pilot. I'm sure Henry Sheldon Tish can manage to keep the ship from burning down while we're gone. What? Why do I have to stay on the ship? Why can't I go with you guys? You all know what happened the last time I was left behind. Tish, I'd feel much better knowing you were safe here. Both of the sites we've been to so far have had psychotic skeletons. And the last one even had deadly traps as well. Don't forget about the giant spiders. <laughs> One should never forget about the giant hairy spiders. Uh, thanks, Captain. Teach, you don't have to worry about pirates in Chaos City. The Rojas authorities like them about as much as we do. Plus, you'll have Mr. Fuzzybottom here to protect you. You're never going to let Henry live that down, are you? Nope. Teesh. I happen to have it on very good authority that a certain chef has offered to teach you how to make those cookies you love so much. <laughs> Why didn't you say that in the beginning? Gareth, you may speak more languages than anyone I know, but I still know how to speak preteen girl. Let's head into town and find a steam carriage to rent. <coughs> <laughs> Hello, Mr. Fuzzybottom. <laughs> Imagine seeing you here in my totally well-thought-out hiding spot. You know, you're not supposed to be here. Yeah, well, it's not like you're supposed to be here at this moment either. And besides, it's not like they would be surprised to find out I stowed away on the steam carriage. It's kind of my thing. <sighs> I'm just worried about Gareth. Who will look after him if neither one of us is with him? For all we know, he could encounter some sort of vicious immortal beast that develops a taste for human blood. Have faith in Izzy and the others. It's hard to have faith in someone else, but I'll try. Hey, 
Were you actually going to teach me to make those special cookies of yours? Or was that just a trick to get me to stay behind? I never dreamt about cookies. Yes! Shinarashi Rikum! I hope we're almost to the coordinates. We've almost used up half of the compressed sugarcane husks. Even as a non-engineer, I know there's a relationship between fuel and distance. I want to sleep somewhere other than out in the middle of nowhere tonight. You know, something occurred to me while we've been driving. You mean other than the fact that no one's ours should be subjected to these seats for more than an hour? Yeah, besides that, ow. I've started to think that whoever hid these tablets did it to keep them away from wizards. Sorry, I didn't see that pink armadillo until the last moment. Everyone okay? I would be better if I was sitting in the front with you instead of back here next to the boiler. Driver's privilege. And since I'm the only one who knows how to drive one of these things, I get to choose who gets the other front seat. Back to what you were saying, Gareth. Why do you think they were placed to keep them away from wizards? It's where they hid the tablets. Both the underwater and jungle temples were built far off of any ley lines. The archaeological dig where they found the first tablet was the same way. Any wizard who tried to go to one of those sites would be forced to draw upon their internal reserves instead of the magic of the ley lines. And any wizard who went too near to this tablet would have their head go, Bloosh! Makes sense. Okay. Looks like we need to head to the boulders at the base of the mountain. Over there. Hold on, everybody. We're leaving the road. I was about to ask why we didn't just rent a four-man dirigible instead of this torture device, but I looked up and saw those flying monstrosities above us. Those birds, if you can call them that, look like they're made up of mostly pointed beaks, sharp talons, and bad attitudes. Now someone help me out of this thing. My arse has gone numb. Ah. <laughs> Sorry. I forgot that not everybody grew up with all types of engines. That was the steam compression chamber venting. If you leave one pressurized when you're not using the engine, it leads to stress fractures along the seams. I have no idea what you're saying. So I'll just smile and nod. I don't mean to break up this touching moment. No, wait. Yes, I do, but I need Ezzy for a moment. Sis, you know I have no depth perception. Look back the way we came and tell me if those irregular-sized birds headed towards us. Now would be a really great time to make our way to those boulders Gareth pointed out. Run! Oh, dwarves were not made for sprinting. Is anyone listening to me? Oh, what's that? It's more of those ancient runes, etched into the rock next to what looks like an impression of a hand. Don't keep us in suspense. What does it say? It's hard to tell with this top bit here. Over time, uh, the middle part's been eroded. The first word is emergency, but the last word could either mean entrance or exit. Without more words to figure out context, 
I don't know which one it is. What does the rest of it say? The rest of it says, press circle to open. There's something else written. It's worn down too, but I can almost make it out. Do scholars have their common sense surgically removed? Press to open is pretty self-explanatory. No, wait, I figured out what the rest says. Oh, ah! no, no, no. The is pretty. Izzy, I figured out what those other runes meant right before you pushed the button. They said, Warning! Door opens down. Don't you think that would have been good information to have, Captain? Giving me the finger with your metal hand? Real mature there, Elizabeth. Where are we? Well, for those of us who are observationally impaired, I would say we're in a small room with a slide exit on one wall and a set of metal doors on the opposite one. Go check and see if we can climb back up the tunnel. It's as smooth as glass. No way we're climbing up that. Fine. These doors look similar to the ones we found in the jungle, but instead of pictures, it just has the same weird runes repeated in each of the 18 panels. Now let me see. All right, Professor. What do they say? Like the boulder topside, the first rune means warning. The other one, I don't recognize. It's similar to the rune for animal, but it has the rune for changed overlaying it. Warning. Changed animal. There is absolutely no way that could be a good thing. For once, you and I are in total agreement. Here is what we're going to do. We'll open the door, just wide enough to peek through. If there's some sort of deadly creature on the other side, we'll just close the door right away. Simple. Actually, that sounds like a really good plan. Let me know when you're ready, and I'll push the right door open an inch or two. Let's do it. Okay, step back so I can look through the opening. I could have guessed from now until the next great apocalypse, and never guessed right. What is it? What do you see? A duck. A duck? That's what I said. A duck. It's got white feathers and a green band around its neck. If you don't believe me, look for yourself. I'll push the left door open so you can use both of your eyes to look. Yeah, that's definitely a duck. Wonder why it's standing in the middle of all those huge knot-on bones. Bones? Well, close the doors. Close the doors! It's just a duck. With rows and rows of razor-sharp teeth, and a really hungry look in its eyes. Don't just stand there! Help me shut these damn doors! <clears throat> Any suggestions for fa- <gasps> Get it off! Let go of me, you feathered menace! Damn it! I can't get a clean shot at it! Wow, 
that duck waddled a lot faster than I would have given it credit for. Okay, Gareth, whatever you do, do not laugh at how ridiculous Elizabeth looks running around like that with a duck hanging off her ass. Quit laughing, you asshole, and get this thing off me! Guess I didn't keep my laughter as internalized as I hoped. Hold still, so I can hit it. <laughs> nice shooting, Captain. <laughs> With all the feathers floating around, it kind of looks like it's snowing. Uh, I can't see where the damn thing bit me. Get over here and tell me how bad it is. Honestly, it uh, it doesn't look that bad. Except for the green stuff oozing out of the punctures. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Just so you know, I blame you, Professor. Damn it. Why did we have to get separated from Trollness? He said he always carries around at least one dose of dwarvish all-purpose anti-venom with him, wherever he goes. Uh, 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 are you there, Professor? I can't see you. I'm here, Elizabeth. I'm right here. Let me take your hand. Take care of her for me, Gareth. I promise I will always look after Izzy. Not her, you idiot! The glorious John! For some reason, the crew looks up to you. But while we're on the subject, if you hurt my baby sister, I'll claw my way out of whichever hell I end up in and drag your screaming soul back down with me. See? I told you we dwarves know a secret passageway when we see one. Liz! Give me room to check her over. Her heartbeat is faint, and her skin is clammy. What happened to her? The duck bit her on the ass. A what? She was bit by a venomous duck. Quick, help me roll her over onto her stomach. We might still have time to save the captain. <laughs> well, I guess it's lucky I just happened to have some dwarvish all-purpose anti-venom with me. Trollness, we lost your backpack when we crossed the rope bridge over the lava, remember? Um, well, yes, that's true, but... <sighs> Alright, you two. I'm about to let you in on a very closely guarded secret of the Dwarvish Nation. There were, and still are, a lot of venomous nasties in the underground realms where my ancestors came from. To combat that, we dwarves evolved to produce a very special enzyme. An enzyme that breaks down and neutralizes any sort of venom. It's so strong, in fact, the enzyme still does its job outside of a dwarf's body. Do you mean to tell me your race harvests this enzyme from their own kind to sell to the other races? Nothing like that, dear boy. We produce so much of the enzyme. Usable amounts are found in our urine. Are you saying that when we drink dwarvish all-purpose anti-venom, what we're really drinking is just... Bottled dwarf piss? Yes, that's exactly what you're drinking. We add some honey to make it taste better, but that's about it. Now if you two are done questioning me, 
I would like to administer the anti-venom to save the captain's life. She can't swallow, so I'll have to pour the anti-venom directly onto the wound. I can't do this while you're watching. I have a bashful bladder. Don't worry, the captain will be fine in no time. <sighs> that feels better. I've been holding that in since lunch, and those bumpy roads sure didn't do me any favours. Now, to reassess the patient. Good, her pulse is starting to get stronger already. If it's all the same to you two, I'd rather Captain Scary here doesn't find out how I got the anti-venom to her. I'm rather fond of that part of my plumbing and don't want her ripping it off in a moment of anger. Come on, Trollus. That's way too funny to Ow. As Izzy just pointed out to me, we should all be adult about this. We promise to keep this just between the three of us. Ugh, why do I smell like a urinal at a Smashball Stadium? You, um, you had so much of the duck venom in you. Our good doctor had to use much more than the usual dose of dwarvish all-purpose antivenom. Right! It must be interfering with your sense of smell. Here, Captain. Let me help you up. Just so we are clear, what happened in this chamber stays in this chamber. No one else has to know I was bit on the ass by a venomous duck. Well, if we can't mention the duck, can we at least say you were poisoned by foul play? Now, now, Gareth, be nice. For all we know, the creature that bit the captain might have been a were-duck. We'll need to keep her under observation for a few weeks. Captain, let us know if you are feeling down during the next full moon. Listen here, you- Easy, lizard breath. It's nothing to get your feathers ruffled over. I wonder if the airship laws have anything to say about serving with punsters. It has to be legal to throw them overboard, doesn't it? And now I've reached the end of the deck's room. No doors, just more of those thrice-damned runes and a hole in the wall about waist-high. Let me read them. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Not gonna happen. What's wrong, Gareth? It says, and I quote, put your rod in the hole. I'm with you, Gareth. Those sickos are way too fond of traps. Yeah. Gareth, well, our relationship hasn't progressed to that point yet, I do have plans for what it's asking you to sacrifice. Here's your rod back. Or they could have just been speaking literally. Yes! Another jet black altar with a clay tablet. My turn to break it. Here, Gareth. Where are we headed next? Let's see. No. No. No! The damn mountain can keep this tablet, and the other three as well. What's wrong, lad? The last tablet gives a set of coordinates in the southern continent. It's where Dunst found the first tablet. The damn things lead in a circle. Circle? Why is that sticking in my head? Wait a minute. If I shift the tablets out of order, 
These decorative markings in the corners form a perfect circle. Gareth, come here. I found something. The four tablets form a bigger one. I matched them up, and now I can't get them to separate. You're a genius, Izzy. They also form a rune in the center. A rune for blood. Trollness, give me your knife. Here. I'm going to feel really stupid if my hunch is wrong about this. You pass that way back, somewhere near pig shit, I think. Ha ha. Now to cut my finger, ow, and add some blood to the circle. Whoa! Does anyone else see a floating, rotating purple map? Not just you, Captain. There! That island isn't on any maps I've ever seen. It even has coordinates floating above it. We did it! The island isn't lost anymore! This has been Gareth and the Lost Island. Episode 9. Starring Peter McGiffin as the narrator and Henry's translator. Alan Petty as Trowness Granitstaff. Patrick Mallard as Gareth Mintle. Deborah Mallard as Izzy Morgana. Lauren Kong as Elizabeth Morgana. Jenna Oliver as Tish. And Casey Swan as pilot. No bloodthirsty waterfowl were harmed during the recording of this show. We can't say the same for grumpy captains. Gareth and the Lost Island was written and directed by Patrick Mallard.